0: There's a story told of Francis of Assisi um, that revolves around a little town called Jubio, which was being terrorised by a wolf. The wolf had um, come down out of the mountains or the wolves or the hills or wherever it was that this wolf came from. Um, And he'd started attacking their animals first, but then this wolf had grown bolder and bolder, and he was even attacking the people. And the townspeople were just struck by the fear of this wolf that was accosting their town, and they tried to hunt it down, tried to attack it with whatever weapons they had at their disposal, but nothing could stop the wolf, Um, and now they're at the point of fear that they just wouldn't even set foot outside of the gates um, for fear of what this wolf might do to them. Then Francis turned up. And he wanted to just go out and meet this wolf, you know, not with any weapons, not with any defenses or anything. He was just going to go out and meet the wolf. And of course, they were like, no, don't do that. He's going to tear you to pieces. But Francis was such a bold man of peace that he went out to meet the wolf and the wolf sees him coming, approaching his lair, and sure enough, launches at him with jaws wide, ready to tear him in two. And Francis just makes the sign of the cross and then the wolf calms down, comes up to him and puts its little head into his hands and Francis starts talking to the wolf and he's saying, why are you hurting God's creatures? Why are you hurting God's people and terrorizing them? And and he realizes and, and addresses the fact that, okay, you're doing this out of fear and out of hunger because you don't have the food that you need to survive. So we'll make a deal. If you stop attacking the people in the town and their animals, then... We promise that the people of the town will feed you every day from now on and look after you. And the the little wolf put his paw into Francis's hand as if to say, yes, okay, I agree. Um, And then Francis walks back into the town to the amazement of the people with the little wolf just trotting beside him as if it was just his pet dog, tame as anything. And the people were so astonished by this scene, what Francis was able to do, that they totally flipped their attitude and they started caring for the wolf. They started feeding him every day and for the rest of the wolf's life he was loved by the townspeople and honoured by the townspeople and they fed him and cared for him. And as well as that, many of them turned back to the Lord. They were converted. You know, They started giving thanks to God because of this miracle that he'd worked in their midst. But the, the miracle of this story, though, I think is not so much in the taming of the wolf because like, that's... Of course God can do that. But it's in the transformation of the people. They've shifted from having nothing but fear of the wolf and nothing but violence in their hearts towards this wolf to suddenly being generous and loving and caring and treating it as if it's part of the family, part of their little village. Now I think something of what Francis had done was that he'd awakened a dream or a hope somewhere in these people's hearts it's perhaps also in our hearts, perhaps a part of our hearts that we think is a bit childish um, or silly, that, that believes that we can solve our problems with love and with gentleness and with humility. But this part of their hearts, this, this dream that was inside of them, wasn't awakened until they saw it happen in front of their eyes. Because they were stuck in this fear, and the only way that they were able to respond to this fear they had of the wolf was either by locking themselves inside of their houses, inside of their walls, and defending themselves against it, just staying away, or by going out with violence, taking whatever weapons or tools they had with as much force and strength as they could muster to go out to kill the wolf, to fight their problem with force. But then they see that Francis goes out with nothing but humility, vulnerability, goes and faces the wolf, and he shows them that what they thought was impossible was possible. And so they can start to believe that, okay, perhaps love and kindness can actually win our battles. Perhaps we can actually live from humble vulnerability instead of out of self-defense and living out of our fears. And then once they start to believe that this is possible, they, can, they start to live in a different way. And we see that they become generous, they become loving towards the wolf. And hopefully that the rest of the town started loving each other a little bit more as well. So, with this in mind, we come to this feast of the Epiphany today, which is really about God showing himself to us. The word epiphany means kind of manifestation of God. It's the revelation, the uncovering of the mystery of who God is. And my question then is, what is God showing us? What is he showing us, and what does it encourage us to believe in? And how is that going to make us transform our lives and live in a different way? So we see this baby born, and this is God coming to be with us in our humanity God who's, who's been up in the heavens and has, yeah, spoken to humanity before, but he's never come to be present with us in this kind of radical way before. And isn't there that part of our hearts that cries out, especially when we're suffering or when we find ourselves alone, that goes, oh, I, I want to know that God is with me. I want to know that God is present. And here we see God showing that I am with you. We see as well the length of That God's love would go to for us, that God would um, step out of heaven, as it were, and come and take on the the frailty of human flesh, go to such an extreme length to show us his love. That, yeah, we, we long to know God's love in a profound way, but I think this even goes beyond anything that we could hope for or imagine. And yeah, Jesus shows us that God's love is beyond our expectation or beyond our hopes, as well, we see here in this mystery of Jesus born amongst us that, yes, God is bringing salvation for all people. God is wanting to save all of us and bring us into his life. But that's, that was what the people expected. That was what they were hoping for, certainly. But the way that God does that is so striking because he doesn't do that with a great military force that's going to tear down the rulers of the world and create a wonderful nation that's going to be full of um, earthly peace. He doesn't even do it with all these legions of angels showing all the might of heaven coming to renew the earth. No, he does it as a helpless baby. God's love and God's power for salvation is acted out through this humility, through this tenderness and this vulnerability. And isn't there some perhaps childlike part of our hearts that, knows that this kind of tenderness and this kind of love and vulnerability is actually far more powerful than might and strength and force. This is what God shows us. This is what we see manifest in this mystery of Christmas, this mystery of Jesus' birth. And, of course, it's not only shown at this moment, but all through Jesus' life. So it gives us two challenges I think two invitations from this. The first one is that we would have hearts that are open to seeing what God wants to show us. We see two examples of the attitude towards God's revelation in this gospel text. We see King Herod, who's not really open to it at all because he's living out of fear. Seems his whole kingship is just focused on not losing his kingship. That he's like, someone's going to take my power from me. Someone's going to threaten my security. He sees God moving in his midst in a beautiful, powerful way. But all he can do is feel threatened by it. And therefore, his response is one of violence. He wants to take Jesus out. But the Magi, the wise men, are open. They're seeking. They're wanting to hear what God is revealing. Even though they're from far away, they might not know God as the Israelites know them but they they're searching the heavens they're looking at the stars looking for the signs of what God's doing in the world and then when they see that sign they're prepared to travel to the ends of the earth to see what the sign is pointing to and so they're able to come and meet Jesus and see what God wants to show them and so are we open to whether it's today's feast or whenever we're together reflecting on the mystery of Christ Are we open to what God wants to show us, to the new revelation that he's constantly wanting to give us? And it's not only when we come together as church or not only when we're looking at Jesus in the scriptures, but even in our everyday life, God is wanting to reveal himself to us, reveal some new aspect of his love, some new way of his working. And that's through through our relationships, through our work, through our own personal prayer, through creation, God's beauty all around us. Are we open to seeing what God wants to show us there, to hearing God's voice speaking to us through that? But then if we're open to that, the next challenge comes that are we able to be changed by that? Are we able to be transformed by what God shows us so as to live out of that faith? To say, oh, wow, God, you've shown me that this is possible now and live courageously from that faith in what God has shown us just like the townspeople of Jubio did. They could have just seen this amazing thing that Francis had achieved and gone, oh, that was great, and that kind of brought some entertainment to our weekend, and now we're going to go back on with life and keep on going on with things. But they allowed themselves to be changed. They saw that love was possible, so then they lived in a new way, and they lived out of love and out of generosity and out of humility. And same as the Magi who come and encounter Jesus, they don't go away the same way. Because at the start of the story, they come and they're asking Herod for help, and they seem to be going along with Herod's plan. Um, They probably don't perceive the evil that's in Herod's heart at the time. They agree that they'll come back and tell him where where they've found this child. But once they've encountered Jesus, once they've seen what God wanted to show them, they can't go back the same way. And suddenly, it doesn't matter to them that they might just upset this king who's a very powerful man and might want to get back at them. That doesn't matter. They've encountered Jesus and they want to act for him, so they act to save the Lord. And they, symbolically, they go home a different way instead of the way that they came because they've been changed by this encounter. Our faith is not blind. God shows himself to us And from that, he calls us to live in a new way. The first letter from St. John says that, talking about what our faith is, he says, we declare to you what was from the beginning, but what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Because John knew that he had touched and seen and heard Jesus. He knew that when we see Jesus, we are changed. That when we hear the voice of God and what he reveals to us, we're changed. When we encounter Jesus and touch him and are touched by him, we don't go away the same. So let's try to take up that courage of, of living with hearts and ears and eyes open to what God wants to show us. Not only open to seeing that revelation, but open to being transformed by it so that we can live out of that faith that it encourages us in it. Live out of that faith that that God is with us, that God's love for us is bringing us to salvation, bringing us to eternal life. We can live out of that hope that we can achieve harmony if if we act out of love and out of tenderness and humility, as God calls us to and shows us. Let's be open to be truly transformed by what God shows us. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.